Okay, welcome to another Real USA podcast. This is Alan. I'm here with Sid. We're not in a good mood. We'll just tell you right now. <laughs> um, another draw against a team that is, frankly, terrible. Um, first half looked great, and then, as has been happening lately, uh, the roof fell in. Um, I guess the only good news is we didn't give up a goal in the last minute of the match to lose, but then we did have a chance right toward the end of regular time to win, and we didn't do that. So, so Sid, we've been, you know, we've been talking about three competitions. We don't have three competitions anymore. No, we don't. And, and so, you know, I, if, if other results had been different, I think, uh, today you might forgive, um, but I think you start to look at it. It's a bit of a pattern. Um, what, 13 draws now? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> leading the league, if, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe you're. <laughs> Oscar and Cadiz. I believe that's five matches, five draws. Yeah. Um, so, so, meaning we haven't beaten a promoted side. Right. Which is... I want to say we were I think we had something like that with the relegated sides two years ago or something uh, Mm -hmm. that we didn't, you know, so just, I mean, again, (laughs) at this point, we were saying a few weeks ago, you know, you'd look and point to these one or two matches. We're not talking about one or two matches now. We're talking about consistently. And then, you know, again, you could forgive some of that, perhaps, if you made your opportunities count with the big teams mm-hmm. oh, and against right. La Real. Sure. You know, and, and I don't know that we deserve to win that match. Um, but by the same token, we didn't deserve not to win it at the last breath. Uh, and, and so sort of, we can't decide if we're going to, um, you know, be a Betsy's and make sure we take, you know, we really play well in those matches against the big teams or we're going to be Sevilla and make sure we beat who we need to. And then, you know, every now and again, we have a good result against the top teams. But, you know, I think Sevilla's record against the top teams in recent years has, you know, been no better than ours. Right, um, right. It's that they're making their hay in winning games against, you know, eight through 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, certainly, certainly they don't have a record of playing all the promoted sides and not having a win in five attempts. Um, yeah. I think that's, I think this is the thing that is, um, it's not a problem to play the top three and essentially get, you know, two or three points out of, those matches, if you're getting good results against the other teams in the league. And last year, what happened was kind of the same. We didn't do well against the bottom teams, but we made hay against the teams in the middle of the table. And I think and, it's been this way for a number of years. Yeah, so. yeah. And it's been this way regardless of coach, regardless of who's playing. Um, we, we just consistently find ways to play down to the level of of teams that we should beat and it's 
I, you know, I thought, um, as I think a lot of us did, that with Emory coming in, this was one stretch, this was one thing that would improve, was sort of the, the mental toughness aspect. And I have to say that, you know, it's, it's fine to, yes, we've had a ton of injuries. Yes, we've had um, a, lot of, a lot of things that haven't gone our way, bad luck, whatever you want to say. But that can only last so long as a, as a rationale or an excuse. At some point, you have to say, look, you know, we're not, we're playing teams that we should be defeating and we're not defeating them. And I think today was especially, um, I guess, bad because in the first half, we could have had, well, we should have had at least one more goal, probably two. Um, and after the break, the game completely changed. And maybe taking Gerard out was as early as Emery did was a mistake. But on the other hand, you got a guy who's just come back from injury. And the first half has shown you how important he is to your side. So you're up 2-0 yeah. and you seem to be doing and, okay. And, and Alan, I don't know if you if you caught this part, but we are thinking he may have something. So yeah, he looked at like half he, time, yeah, yeah. yeah. At halftime, the words seem to be again. This is from from Javi Mata that they seem to catch one of uh, Unai's seconds saying, "If you feel something, let us know, and we'll sub you off." Right. So they took him off after the goal, but we are thinking that you know, again, very odd time to make a sub, right? Either yep. you do it at the half if you know there's an issue, or you at least try and get to sort of sixty. Um, yep, yep. They made this sub at fifty, so yeah, so surely it's kind seems of... to be something which, obviously, <laughs> you know, looking at the Levante game or any of these other one ones, we are heavily reliant on him um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to get back to the sort of scoring form we had earlier in the season. So that may be even a bigger story, yeah, than uh, than the continuation of the trend. Yeah, I think the I think the thing that's been frustrating, apart from the draws, is that we have had um, a lot of. Uh, it, it seems as though when we get a player who who plays who is suddenly playing much better, like Coquelin today. I mean, he he he's been playing much better, and and um, then he gets injured again. Now I did see they thought it was like an ankle thing and probably not too serious. I hope that's true. But, um, and, uh, Kapu has been like that. I mean, he comes in, been a great signing, looks really good. And then it just seems as though for having as many players who are, who are good players as we do, when they all seem very important. It's like, um, Gerard is certainly the, the linchpin of the attack, but that middle with um, with Ibora and then and then Kapu when they're not there and then when Kokalan goes out, bringing in Foyth as a as a midfielder is really not a very good solution. So I don't know that anybody could. I think you could say for a game or two certainly that managing through the injuries you can you can give Emery you can give the team a pass for for something. But it's like every game now. It's like. I I'm just can't and I mean and and the first half against Levante was again kind of like the first half today. It's like what is happening after the break that we just don't 
um, keep it together? Is is it that is that where our tiredness is coming in? Is that where we're mentally we're we're kind of losing track? I don't know, but that's we've we've scored. Somebody was saying we scored almost two thirds of our goals this season in the first half, which is quite a bit different than what we've usually done. So yeah, that's very much the opposite of the. Pellegrini and um, Marcelino formula mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. when we seem to always feel like we were improving and really caught fire at the end of the season and almost <laughs> sort of were always frustrated the season ended when it did because it seemed because like it seemed if it like had really gone good. on a bit longer we might have moved up the table right um, right but the and the other th- but the other thing is that if if you think about certainly Kaleha's sides the last I mean I think our feeling, last couple of years, well, maybe not the near relegation experience, but in general, Virial, we've sort of felt like, okay, we're playing whoever it is. If we go in at the half nil-nil, we're probably going to get a goal or two in the second half. And this year it's been reversed. It's, it's like we, we may get ahead early, we, we, we may score in the first half, but in the second half, we really aren't... Um, creating as many chances or scoring as many goals. And that, again, may have something to do, I think, with the lack of um, not having Samu in there as a, as a sort of game changer for, for speed. But, again, if you are built your team in such a way that losing one person takes away your plan B, I'm not sure that's a really good way to plan your team. Yeah, and, you know, there's definitely a lot for us to sort of unpack. Uh, I know, you know, one of Zach's questions kept hammering away at age of the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, definitely something to consider. Now, I would say in fairness to that, though, I don't think any of us imagine Jeremy, uh, certainly not with the limited minutes Fair had. I didn't think he would be as involved, um, mm-hmm. you know. Baena has been reasonably involved. Um, I don't think we would have anticipated Foyt playing as much as he has, no. you know, maybe in the Europa League. But the fact that, you know, and again, you can debate if he was the right fit for the position. Um, but I do feel like a decent chunk of our minutes are getting played. And then, you know, Moy and Pedraza are, mm-hmm. you know, certainly on the younger side. So, mm-hmm. You know, generally, and of course, Powell, so, you know, probably about it, it's about half and half in terms of who's in who's in the lineup, you know, being sort of 25 and under mm-hmm. um, versus the, the bulk of our our squad, which is older. So, right. You know, that that would seem to buffer somewhat against this. And then, of well, course, you know, you know and I, and it's not available. So, yeah, I mean, I think the thing that we've seen in. In um, I, I would say certainly against Levante and then today, in, um, is that some of the players who it's not as that they're not playing well necessarily. It's that sometimes it's that sometimes our scoring chances are falling to people who you think would have better success at creating them. Now, you know Paco Alcácer has you know was out injured and he's he's come back, but I don't feel like he's at full strength yet and I don't think he's certain he certainly isn't at full confidence yet um Manu Trigueros has played a lot uh, and I think um 
I think, you know, the tiredness, um, fatigue could be a factor with him, I suppose. I, I don't know. And, I, and that's an interesting one because we were wondering to start the year, did he even have a role in the team anymore? Right. And um, it turns out he's been. So, yeah, you know, yeah. you also wonder, of course, you always say guys always, you know, they always train as if they expect to play, but on, on some level, certainly I think with the end of Kaeha, um, he, he didn't, he didn't have a particular role. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so if you look late last season, you know, probably for a good six to nine months, he had pretty limited match, um, you know, match sharpness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then to come and like you say, he seems a pretty sort of undisputed starter, um, given the shape of the midfield that Emery right. is looking for. Right. Um, I was just looking. So yeah. To, so so yeah. you you wonder about that, and and there doesn't seem to be since he seems to be using both Parejo and Manu, there doesn't seem to be a very logical replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not just in the squad, but probably more broadly uh, looking within the system. You know, maybe somebody like a Baena, uh is is the type you might be trying to groom for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's that's been part of the over-alliance as well. And then obviously, yeah. you know, pretty if you uh, you also go through and tick through the squad, pretty much everybody's been hurt already yes. <laughs> at some point this season. Yes. You know, the one place, knock on wood, is at center back. Yeah. And, yep. Yep. you know, I think there's such a big drop-off that we could be concerned about between mm-hmm. the, two, the two starters and anybody else mm-hmm. um, that I feel like, you know, that... I, I'm happy if there has been one position where there haven't been injuries, which is there. Um, but pretty much anywhere else you look, I mean, yeah. would you have expected Jaume Costa to be the starting right back more than halfway <laughs> through the season in the match? I mean, that yeah, like no, much I, more likely he wouldn't have been at Villarreal still than that being the case at the beginning of the season. So right, I think I was just looking. Trigueros has played. As many minutes, he's actually played, last season he played a little over 1,500 minutes. That's the same that he played in 2018-19, when you remember he had some injury issues. He's already mm-hmm. played and He's already played that much this year, and we're just a little more than halfway through the season. Just past halfway? Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. going to say, that's only about half, that's you know, even a little bit less than half a season of minutes. Yeah, so. yeah. So that's pretty, yeah. that's that's. That's definitely impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, I look at I look down our our list of players, and like in, especially in midfield, pretty much everybody has been has had some time on the Parejo was injured at the beginning of the season, wasn't he? Briefly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Samu yep. uh, Kokola like, has been maybe like five matches. Yeah, Kokola has been a, a, a constant almost on the injury mm-hmm. list. Moy has missed Last. time. Um, yes. Kapu is now out. Jeremy, um, I think he he missed a game or two, right? Ibora, I mean Manu, maybe maybe hasn't, and he may be the only guy who hasn't. Um, and Pedraza, I don't think Pedraza has been injured. But you know, you look mm-hmm. at him. You know, Pena is out now. I mean, you look at the yeah. midfield. Mario and, and Estupinian. Mario Estupinian on the yeah. It's like the um, 
the fullbacks. Uh, and Stupin Jans, of course, is, is the most frustrating because, of course, it was on international duty. Now, admittedly, those were World Cup qualifiers as opposed to these stupid friendlies being played. But Yeah, but still. All the same. Yeah. And then up front, um, Gerard, of course, has been out. Paco has been out. Um, I guess fair. Remember, has... Paco was out, had a reoccurrence, and missed more time. Yeah. So. And um, and Carlos exactly Baca half, is I and Carlos Baca I think is is uh, no longer. <laughs> I don't think we can really count on him for for much. I mean, I think he's a guy who has lost that sort of step that he needed. Um, in, in, mm. And so, he's, I mean, he's done okay in the Europa League. Yeah, um, yeah. Now he, again, against against a different level of opposition in the group stage. Yeah, um, yeah. But he's he's missed time as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. So I mean, everybody, everybody, you know, it's it's been it's been staggering. Um, and so I'm sure if I if I'm if I'm an I Emory at the end of the season and I head in for my meeting with Senior Rige, the first thing I'm going to do is <laughs> is bring my lit roster and 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 you know have a chart of how many people how many people missed how many matches. Um, and to be fair, that is something to, that is a big thing to consider. We've had more, I mean, we've had more injuries, I think, than anybody, but the, but the other question is, I think that, you know, the matches in the last week sort of bring out is that, okay, that's fine. And that's, well, it's not fine, but I mean, but yes, the injuries take their toll, but are we beginning to see them sort of take their toll and fatigue mental and otherwise on the players that are out there? Because Elche are just not that good a team. And I didn't, even in the first half, um, we were quite passive in, in allowing them to do a lot around our box that it was frustrating. Um, I don't feel as though we had control. Um, even when we scored this, we, we were up two nil. They had a chance to score right after that from that ball down the right that I think Powell thought it was going to go out and it didn't. And it ended up getting crossed to somebody who blasted over. But, you know, there were just sort of plays like that where, where people were sort of switched off. And that's the thing that, that has been happening. So. Well, and and I and I think going to the injuries as well, and you know maybe we can talk a little bit. Um, and I think again to sort of put a put a longer winded um, sort of the reason we have sort of strong feelings today is I think a feeling like you know fourth place now is is kind of off the table mm-hmm. um, with form like this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know. It would seem pretty unlikely we're not going to finish top six or seven. I just don't. I don't see Betis beating us to a European spot. It could happen, but you know, again, I could see Granada beating us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but and and maybe La Real, though I'm not sure there that there's enough firepower. Um, mm-hmm. But you sort of feel like, again, we're in this in-between spot and you would have said, oh, at least, you know, a Copa semifinal. Uh, And you look at the teams that made it and it's sort of the usual suspects of the teams that get there in the Cup, Sevilla, Athletic, 
um, and and Barcelona this time. Mm-hmm. So that would have sort of been a glamour tie for sure, with the chance to make you know a first final. And of course, you know, I think so. So one frustration goes to sort of feeling like that mentality issue that we thought you know Emery might come in and sort of in the big moments he'd help the team get over the hump. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be an issue. And the second piece is, you know, you mentioned this about the injuries. I, I think the frustration is now this is a constant issue that we've had with multiple sets of coaches. So then you wonder, you know, is there something related to training methods? Is it, you know, because the the number of injuries we have had seems to be way way more, um, you know, over a number of years now mm-hmm. than than most teams deal with. Yeah, and it seems like we have a we seem to have a lot of muscle injuries. You know, I, I mean, I the the things that are you know the major injuries that happen to somebody you know ACL or something like that. Okay, those are usually fairly um, what I want to say. Those tend to happen mm-hmm. in some particular play of the match, and mm-hmm. and you know that you can't really avoid them. You can't really avoid them, and you can't really predict them. But the um, the the muscle injuries and muscle tears and and uh, and things like and things of that type, yeah, you do have to wonder what are we what are we doing wrong <laughs> or why are we getting so many more injuries of this type than other clubs at, at first i thought when we were talking about this one of the points that i think zach made um or maybe all of us did we were talking about the fact that you had a very short preseason, and so you, your body really didn't get the time to rest that it normally did and then you get um the 2021 season starting again but you know that's been true for everybody, and and now it's been long enough that, right. that we can we can look at it and say you know it's not just that we happen to have a bunch of injuries early on and now everybody else is having injuries too. It's we are consistently having these sorts of these sorts of concerns. I don't you know it seems worse this year um, than other years, but it's been bad for a long time, and I don't know what the story is with that. I'm not, you know, not being a player and not having the experience of training and everything. I don't really, uh, really know what, what sorts of things could be involved, but I would think that's something that's got to be looked at in the off season is trying to figure out how do we, you know, how do we um, change our training program or how do we make sure that we, we don't have as many players injured through these sorts of, you know, niggly muscle pulls and things that, that you end up missing three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. And again, and we mentioned Paco got injured and re-injured, Pervis got injured and re-injured. So also the niggles tend to reoccur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when they reoccur, it often ends up being more time, more time. Um, away. But but to to sort of emphasize that point, Alan, and again, I think we talked about we really felt like we had depth. I mean, if you look at the bench today, um, you know, I think there were players there, but was Raba coming in? Was 
you know, Alex Baena had played a bunch, hasn't played in a while, doesn't appear to have confidence, and maybe his performances haven't been, you know, outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, Pervis was minutes limited. Um, Gerard was minutes limited, potentially. You know, Paco was minutes limited. Um, mm-hmm. So it was just sort of a... <laughs> It was it was who you had, and again, you mentioned Baca. Is he a game changer at this point? You know, I don't know. Could he could he score a key goal for us? Sure, but he's not going to be able to come in and sort of turn a match around. Right. Um, so, of even of what's left, kind of he put out his eleven. You know, you had Jeremy and one or two other players that you you know might look to, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, note that we had to bring Andre back from Holland, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of as cover here as a, you know, fourth or fifth right back. Um, and he was already into the squad as of as of this match. So right. it's just, you know, again, the, the injuries certainly have mounted up. Um, but I, I, I think there's something more there. Uh, in terms of the the physio piece, and maybe Ravi one of these days can help us with muscle load and and discussions otherwise. Um, but leaving that part aside, I mean, how much how much of it do you put on sort of not having been able to change what we feel like is sort of the mentality that in you know some of these big moments, just as a club, we haven't been able to to get over the hump. You know, put together these consistent series of performances that get you to a semifinal or a final or, you know, keep you in the top four running all season. Yeah, that's that's been the that's that's definitely the the problem, I think. I I also wonder, I mean, we've been we've had a lot of discussion on the site recently about our lack of speed also. And I, um, and that's certainly evident when you when you look at Paco, who's not 100%. Um, not that he's an incredible speed demon, but you know he's he's been injured. Um, and Samu being out, we don't have anybody. I feel like the one of the best pairings we had for a short space of time was. Gerard and um, Toko Akambe, because Gerard, as as you, as you see him all the time, he drops back almost to the halfway line to win the ball and start an start an attack that often he's on the end of. But it really helps when he's got somebody with speed that he can feed the ball to. Um, and I saw several times in the first half today where that lack of speed really hurt because. You have um, you have Moy and Pedraza who are who are good players, but they're not they they just can't burst past people the way um, a, a Samu can or a, or a Toko Akambi could. And I don't know. I wonder if that the fact that we don't have that sort of cut and thrust ability to score. I don't know if that's if if we sort of play one way and teams figure us out as the match goes on. I'm not I'm not sure. I do know that it seems as it seems as though we're 
sliding back, in, at least in the second halves of matches, into that Virial where you um, would see them, yeah, we buzz around the goal a lot, but we don't really create very many good chances, and we don't convert very many good chances. And, you know, we remember, um, I guess the, the um, well, I, I guess certainly the um, Escriba, um year um, and even Marcelino at times, there were, there were matches where you knew that, yeah, we were going to um, just not threaten very much. And I think that's the thing that's been frustrating this year is I thought anyway that with Paco and Gerard, you know, our problem was going to be where do we play all these attacking players, not that we're struggling to score goals. And, and, um, and I mean, yes, today we got two in the first half, but I'm looking at, you know, um, Wesca, where, where we didn't create anything, didn't do anything. Um, La Real, where we got one goal and gave up one late. I mean, it, it, I didn't think we were going to have a team where we were so reliant on a Gerard that we couldn't score when he wasn't in the lineup. Yeah, well, and playing 120 minutes against this year's Levante and not scoring is not yeah, <laughs> not highly yeah. inspiring, as as we discussed in our preview. Europa League attack and relegation threatened defense there. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, I mean you're 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 right on that point, and um, but yeah, I. I I think the the broader frustration, maybe just from a cosmic level, is you you spoke of pace. You know, uh, Wesca Real Madrid was earlier today, and our guy Ontiveros, he he played pretty well, seemed to sort of create some opportunities. He left them a little bit imbalanced, um, which may have contributed in part to them ending up losing, mm-hmm. um, but. You know, then I, I think somebody like Samu even, and I have a feeling Ontiveros would have suffered a similar fate. Um, he wasn't playing regularly. Right. I mean, there's a reason Kubo left. I, you know, Samu was doing more in tracking back, but we did have more pace. <laughs> you know, if, if Emery had been looking for that more, then Kubo would have stayed. And obviously there were a hundred other issues associated with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. So, so no Kubo, no Samu, no Antiveros. Um, you mm-hmm. know, then maybe that's not exactly what we were looking for. Now, different question of, do we need it? Um, but if you're not going to play those types of players in any event, just having them in the squad doesn't necessarily add anything. You know, because like, mm-hmm. like you said with Pedraza, you know, if he is playing, and you may even recall one preseason, he was playing up front mm-hmm. and scoring goals for us. I think it was the season he went, he ended up going to England. Mm-hmm. Um, but he can play further forward. <laughs> But it seems to be decided that again we want to convert him into a left back, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. which is fine. But when we're struggling to score goals, you know your left back can't be up there, <laughs> you know playing as a playing as a, you know in the front three. Else everyone's going to yell at him. So right. part of it is also how the players are being slotted in. Um, 
and, you know, having an expectation, like you said, that our current, you know, today's front three is going to beat somebody for pace is probably not realistic. Yeah, I, I, it's, I feel as though, I mean, to go back to, to last season, I mean, I think we know that, you know, the fifth place finish there was sort of a, I mean that was the that was definitely the top that that team could get, and it was a bit fluky and how the whole pandemic happened and the league stopped and started again and everything. And I think, and and I think we also benefited from Santi Cazorla giving, you know, everything he had in in what he knew would be his last season at Villarreal. So yep. and and the team playing for Bruno and the team playing for Bruno and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think that was kind of we looked at that team and we and we're like, yeah, that was you know fifth place with that group of guys. That was that was great. There was never any expectation really that this was a team that could that could finish fourth. Really, um, I think this season we had much we had much different expectations in part because of the coaching change and what we what we talked about that that signaled a change in sort of our philosophy that we actually do want to compete for trophies. We've certainly taken advantage of being a more financially stable club than many others to sort of push the boat out and get players when we, when we, um, when they were available, like, um, um, you know, even in the general, Alcacer, yeah, Ibora, and then um, even not so much money in the in the January window. But you know, we were one of I think three teams in La Liga that actually spent money because we got Capu yep. early in the in the um, January window. So I think we had expectations that yeah, this is a team that is going to be challenging for fourth. And frankly, the way that pretty much everybody else except Atleti have done, it's like a lot of the top teams are leaving points on the table. And so it's really frustrating when we're leaving any more, even more on the table. And um, I guess the question is when you look at, when you look at the, um, at the body of work from um, Kaleha, you would say that we were pretty much an attacking team. I would give us a BB plus, but Maybe defensively we were C minus, um, something like that. We 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 were not defensively that strong, and I think Emery came here wanting to tighten up the defense and seeing that as an as an issue, and I guess maybe his thought process was that. I need to do that in part by taking these players who are more one way players like like Samu and like Kubo turned out to be and not giving them as many minutes. Um, but we've sacrificed a lot in attack. Now, as Zach pointed out, we've had like, I think today was the sixth match all season where we've had in the league where we've had Paco and Gerard starting together. And, Again, it comes back to to is the team you're looking at really um, as are the results indicative of the team or are is it indicative of the of the massive injury thing? I think the thing that bothered me about today was that 
yeah, you're playing one of the worst teams in the league. You're up 2-0 at the break, and you shouldn't let that slip. And, you know, that's that's just not – and it's – and it's not one player, you know, you can't point a finger at one player. It's just overall, it's like not, not marking well, not, not, not cutting the guy off from making a good cross. I mean, you know, those sorts of things. It's, it's, it's frustrating. I guess it's one of those things you just have to play through and hope it gets better. But I think at this point we're realistically um, looking for a Europa League place for next year. And we're hoping to do, you know, continue in the Europa League this year. But that's about yeah, all I can say. Well, and, and I think the frustration is if you want to sort of grade out the upgrade, I don't know how much better we are defensively. You know, I think the number of chances we've conceded this year has gone down. But... I feel like, and, and I think we've looked at this on these those sorts of stats bomb graphs of where we rank in the league, we don't tend to give up that many chances, but our opponents score a lot from them. Yes, yes, <laughs> and, right. You know, and, and, and some of them are the sort of shot outside the box where you'd have a lower XG, but by the same token, it becomes somewhat of a strategy if you know they're going to leave me at the top of the box. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take more of those shots. I mean, so so there could be some sort of the uh, the book is known a little bit on the types of opportunities you're going to be able to create. Um, mm-hmm. But sort of, you know, again, if the trend is not a one year trend, but a three year, five year trend that the same things keep happening, then you have to sort of put a little bit more stock in them and say, mm-hmm. is there a reason? So, again, you know, I think else put. <laughs> I think it was three shots on goal. They said, um, mm-hmm. or the there were the first three of those two went in. I think the first may have been a deflection or something in the first half. So really, that the first two real chances they had, they scored on. Um, yeah, and, that's... and like you said, we had four or five in the first half. Yes, we did score twice, but that's two out of five. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. the, this is this is the problem you get about why you're not beating the lower teams. If they are more effective than you, then they don't have to create nearly as many chances. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right that that we when you're playing the teams that are, you know, shall we say like the bottom five or six in the league, it's pretty rare that you're going to I mean, they're not so bad that they're not going to get a chance or two over the course of 90 minutes. And if we're, and if we're giving up, right, we're not, we're not Real Madrid of, you know, the vintage years where we can put together a suffocating defensive performance or Simeone's Atleti, where they're just not going to have a chance in the match. You you can't, you, you know that the other team is going to get a couple of opportunities and so if you can't if you can't stop those opportunities or if you can't keep those opportunities from from being as as high potential as as they are um yeah i don't know i mean i i and it it's something that in general i i have to wonder just looking at the last 
few matches, um, you know, there's been some discussion about, you know, Asenho doesn't seem to be as good as he was last year, this year. Um, Albiol, I think, at can't blame him, but at his age and playing pretty much every game, um, you know, it's not that it's not that there's anything that they're doing that is you can't point your finger and say, well, this is this is why they scored. It's just over the course of of the season when you've when you've got players that are tired or or maybe just not at their peak. These these things happen where the other side gets a chance or two and they convert. And so that's not a big deal if you're out there scoring two or three goals every match yourself. But we haven't been doing that. And I and I yeah, think and, and and I think in, in that vein it's the sort of thing, okay, you you know, you have both your strikers just coming off an injury layoff, you know, you just played hundred and twenty minutes, sort of the killer instinct of let's make sure we finish this game off or mm-hmm. to start the second half. Let's make sure we don't give up a goal in the first fifteen minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, let's sort of see how they handle that. You know, how hard are they going to push being down two goals late in a game where they've created nothing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but we're not, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. We're sort of not giving them the chance to sit and think about that. Right. Because we're, they come right. out early in the second half, they get a goal. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the whole picture changes. They see our best attacking player go off. It only kind of, you know, gets them more going. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as typical, these teams are scoring against us on set pieces. Right, right. Yeah, I I mean, Villarreal has never been known for a suffocating defense. But I think what's been, um, what's been a, constant at times I, I would just say is is too much passivity um at in the in in the in terms of approaching defense and I don't know it just it just feels as though we work very hard at trying to open other teams up they a couple of times a game they are really good at opening up our defense and that's the, you know, whether, you know, that's the, the thing. I mean, every game is different. Every, every um, uh, you know, situation is different. But it's just really frustrating, I think. And it has to be frustrating for, for Emery and for the players, too. I mean, this, this game was basically two points that we just gave away by a, I would say, an inept second-half performance. Um, and frankly, given that they got the equalizer with what twenty minutes to go, it's probably <laughs> fortunate we didn't give up a goal in the last kick of of uh, injury time or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's mm-hmm. just it's 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 hard to. Um, I mean, everybody has their ups and downs, and you know maybe we'll look back on this um, at the end of the season and just say, well, you know. This was a stretch that kept us from making a good run at fourth, but overall the team did okay. I think the biggest concern that I have, and I think a lot of the Virial fans have, is that is is this starting to be a trend that we are that we just 
if we're going to draw every match, we're <laughs> going to end up on, uh, what, 50 points or something? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I, I don't, yeah. I, again, I don't quite see that. Now, the next match is against Betis, and that is the last match before the Europa League starts. Mm-hmm. So, Betis is the team in eighth. So I think that's we have to adjust our setting a little bit of the you know the keeping up what Sevilla doing what's Barcelona doing I think we're now what are La Real Granada and Betis doing and um, the, and the Athletic you know. Club too I I mm-hmm. you know Marcelino is um, he's doing his thing <laughs> and uh, as we know when he gets hot he you know he can. When he gets it together with the team, they can do really well for a while, and, and you know, typically it doesn't last forever. But um, they look they they look like a much changed side. And you talk about a team that, that that has that passion and belief that they can win every time out. So they're I'm keep an eye on them. Yeah, I mean, I I would think the Copa is is a more likely place there, particularly given his success in sort of cup competitions. Um, having won it with Valencia, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, in, in, in any case, you know, I think be- beating Betis will be sort of important for the purposes of making sure we're not sort of looking at objects that are getting closer in the rear view mirror. Yes, exactly. Um, but then, you know, I, I think it's, it's time to go all in on, on the Europa League. You know, if we hadn't already, I think if we had still been in the cup, I think, you know, that would probably mm-hmm. have been the place to, to give more focus, given that it's the semifinal um, and they've mm-hmm. all been one leg ties. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, as opposed to the A squad playing in the league and the B squad playing in the Europa League, you know, I think you're at a point here with a real, you know, quality opponent in the knockout rounds um, that maybe you invert that. Because you're not really getting the results in the league with the A team, anyways, to say that you know if we stick with them, we're really uh, we're mm-hmm. really doing what we want to. Mm-hmm. What uh, what are what are your thoughts on kind of the outlook of the season? And I, I don't want this to sound all sort of Real Madrid like you know two competitions are lost already and give up on them. Yeah, no, no, um, no. But but you know we we did bring in Unai Emery for a reason, mm-hmm. which was we weren't satisfied with you know, fifth yep. place last year. Yep. Um, so yep. I think you got to go for something. And to me, I think that's a shift in mentality. The one game before the Europa League, I think is important to make sure sort of these lingering draws don't leave a bad taste in the mouth either. Yeah, I think probably um, I, well, I mean, I would preface everything by saying, <laughs> as we've been talking about for, for much of the podcast, the injury issues are, are going to dictate some things. I mean, if it turns out that Gerard, you know, has a, has another knock and isn't able to play against Betis, well then, or, or if he's not a hundred percent, then I would say, yeah, you definitely rest him and you're going to, you're going to play him in the Europa league. Um, I was going to say, I, I, I would just not want to play him. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I would just I not that, play him. Yeah. I would, if, if he's yeah. not a hundred percent, I don't play him. And I think that's, um, and I think the, I think that's the. Um, I think you really need to come out in the Europa League and 
Yeah, play your play your A team maybe. Well, except I think I probably would still go with Ruli in goal over Asenho um, because he's been playing well in the Europa League, and um, I would probably um, stick with that. He's you know I think that's I think that makes sense. Um, yeah, come out with your first team and try to really um, try to try to move on in that competition because I think it's. Yeah, it's possible. As you say, we look in the teams in the rearview mirror and they could be getting closer. Um, but I think you've got to feel like at some point when you're in the league, you're going to be able to manage um, manage your league placing well enough. Um, I think that it's, I think that you really need to go for the Europa League. I think part of it also is that what the fans would really like to see is, and this has always been true for Villarreal, you know, is we, we don't win the big trophies, but we get those moments that are really special, whether it's, you know, getting to the Europa League semis and, and, um, or whether it's, uh, the Valencia when we beat Valencia in the cup years ago when, when we were behind it well and came back to win um, I think the fan base wants a match this season that they can really point to and say this was great you know we haven't had that yet I mean we probably the closest we got was the first 30 minutes against Celta or something but there's, that's, that doesn't have the context of a European match. So I think if mm-hmm. we could... I was hoping that would have been the Copa semifinal. Yeah, I know, today. I know. And, that's, and so since we don't have that, it feels, like the, it feels like that makes the Europa League all the more important. Because if we sort of diddle along and, and uh, get eliminated in that fairly quickly, um, then all you have left are a bunch of league matches, and those just don't have the same... Unless we, you know, defeat Barcelona or something, they're not going to have the same effect um, and the same thing to get people motivated. Um, I, I think mm-hmm. we, I think we need something that people can point to and say, "Yeah, the, basically, a lot of these draws were due to injuries." But look, you know, look how we played here and here and here, and we need those sorts of matches. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And if you sort of look at our point total in the league, and obviously we've really fallen off the chase recently, but it's still you know around sort of one point six, yeah. one point seven. Um, you know, to get to sixty, that would leave I think twenty four points needed out of sixteen. Yeah, so which is like one point five. One point five. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's you know. Even mm-hmm. with 13 draws, <laughs> we're mm-hmm. actually still ahead of pace of what you would need, um, you know, for the Europa League. So that's where you tend to say, okay, I think, I think we're going to find a way to get there. <laughs> we are apparently our, our own best enemy for some of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it would be hard to think we're not going to hit 60 points. And so, again, I think that says, well, if you think you're going to get there then then really you know where your focus should be right. even though again it's it's a much harder slog when it's multiple legs international travel all of that stuff uh built mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. and you know you look at the europa league 
the, the if we were able to get past the round of 32 uh, and deep into it, you know, some big, big names remain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like you said, even if nothing else, you don't go through, but you get a tie with Manchester United. Um, you know, that's that's something you can put <laughs> in in the scrapbook of the year. Right. Uh, and, and I don't know, like you said, that we've really even had that moment to date. Uh, again, some some of the, okay, we ground out some of these victories. If you finish in fourth, you may look back on them fondly. Uh, but I don't I don't know that we're going to sort of feel that way about any performances to date when they put us in the same place we were last year. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. I think the I think the matches that we've played well and won um, would have been more important if we had um, if we had then built on that to do something else. Right. The fact that you win a match, um, you know, against um, Hatafe, but then your next four matches are draws. Um, the fact that you win against Celta, but your next four matches in the league have been draws. Those sorts of things don't, um, that doesn't really give you a whole lot to, to build on. I mean, if we had, if we had converted the penalty at the end against Granada and won that match, if we had, you know, defeated La Real, um, and defeated Elche today, I mean, we'd be looking at 40 points and we'd be looking at a much different mentality in, and also position in the league table. So I think, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's what's happened is we've really in the last you know, this, these four draws here have really taken, um, taken the steam out from us. I think the, um, and, and, and would have really put to question again, I think one of the things we talked about from the outset is what is Barcelona's motivation late in the league this year? Yeah, I was going to say, I think messy thing hanging over their head, you know, how hard are they going to be working to grind out victories? Because they're not beating teams five nil anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. I, Sevilla, yeah. you know, being in the Champions League. Yeah. Well, you know, they have to naturally let their foot off the gas a little bit in the league. Again, Real Madrid struggling to beat Wesca. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not deserving to win that game today. Um, so, like you said, the frustration has been the fact that um, the other teams there in the top four, we, we're sort of letting them off the hook with our performance. Right, right. I think someone on Twitter, I can't remember who it was, was but a Villarreal fan um, was saying that he said he, what he was hoping for was was that Sevilla and Villarreal would fight it out for second and third and let, uh, and let Barcelona and Madrid fight it out for the final um, Champions League place. And I'm like, yeah, that would have been great, but you know, we just aren't keeping our end up. Anyway, we, we have to look ahead to better days. Um, it's easy to, to moan, and we've, we've certainly done a lot of it. But, you know, we just got to keep the faith and keep, uh, okay. keep looking at, uh, at the overall picture, I guess. And definitely, yep. though, pointing toward the Europa League. Yep, and we'll be back before then to, to do a preview. Yeah. It should be a very interesting time. It will. All right, so this is Alan for Sid. Um, 
you know, keep breakable objects away from you. That was my advice today after this one. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, things have been worse. Things will get better. End of Averial.